Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordane Searles. And I'm Kyle Calgren, and I'm sorry. <laughs> this week... Bronwyn had to go to Bermuda. Really, she went to Bermuda. So, <laughs> Kyle. Good for her. So, instead, you know, because we weren't invited to Bermuda, Kyle and I sat down and watched 2009's The Time Traveler's Wife. Yeah, um, I'm the one who picked this, which is, again, I am sorry. So an interesting thing about Kyle is that whenever we do a solo episode without Bronwyn, um, I usually have to pick a movie with a kind of theme to keep his interest. <laughs> yeah, I'm just straight up romances don't really do it for me. There's always has to be some twist. And I'm sorry it had to be this one. But, yeah. you know, you want you asked me to pick a bad romantic movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, with I a, with a genre twist to it the next time the next time i'm picking the one with the genre twist the next time we do one alone we are going to be doing mannequin 2 um <laughs> is that the one with uh, kim cattrall no M- kim cattrall is in the good mannequin mannequin 2 oh has christy swanson and it's got like a medieval thing going on okay we're not talking about the time traveler's wife oh yeah anyway we're just like putting that off well, okay, so The Time Traveler's Wife, the movie that Kyle had the nerve to I, suggest. I knew it would be bad. Was, I did not know it would be like this um, it was morally di- questionable. It was directed by Robert Schwentke. And Robert Schwentke has also directed, uh, has any, do any of these movies, the other movies that he's directed, um, the Family Jewels. Never heard of it. Flight Plan. Um, sounds like a thriller. Flight Plan. Flight Plan is um with Jodie Foster. Um, Red. Um, which Red is it? Oh, it's the one with all the old people. Yeah, I actually, <laughs> I actually watched Red. Red is like an action movie with old people. So it's like Bruce Willis and Helen Mirren. Mirren and yeah, and um yeah. and um I, Morgan Freeman. One. Yeah, I saw that one. That was fun. Um, yeah. Uh, more fun than this. Um, R.I.P.D. Oh, God. Insurgent. Allegiant. So that's two of the Divergent movies. Um, Amy, bad dog. And the dog, the dog has entered the studio. Cameo <laughs> 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 um, from the dog. And... Uh, also directed some movie from last year called The Captain, uh, which seems to be well-rated. I don't know. So anyway, this is a man, and he does not seem to, nope, 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 have a background in romance. So why is he here? Probably uh, because of the genre element, which because guys like that, apparently. 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 Um, so Hi, I'm the token nerd. Um, the screenplay was written by Bruce Joel Rubin, another man, uh, who has also written the screenplay for, oh my God, wait, for real? What? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're, you're building this up. He's I... also written the screenplay for Ghost. Um... <laughs> oh, that. And, wow. And Jacob's Ladder, as well as Deep Impact. Um, so he had written good screenplays before. I mean, but uh, I guess in the years leading up to The Time Traveler's Wife, he wrote the screenplays for Stuart Little 2, The Last and The Last Mimsy, which is one of those movies that, you know, was clearly trying to like ape Spielberg and then no one cared, yeah. you know, kind of like Like super. the last three Spielberg movies. <laughs> well. It's got to be sad. The film is based on a book by Audrey Niffenegger. Niffenegger. <laughs> Niffenegger. I, I really hope you're saying that incorrectly. Look at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dear. Unless it's Niffenegger. <laughs> um, Let, let's just hope it's that. Um, so. Is it like Schwarzenegger? Is it I don't like know. Austrian? And so I've heard that there's going that they're going to adapt this into a TV show soon, Why? and people are pretty excited uh, about this TV show. They said the, they say that it's going to be a better adaptation, and that it's going to be more faithful. And uh, I don't understand why an adaptation, another adaptation, is needed because I don't really see what is salvageable here. Let's just let's just cut to the chase. I hate this movie. I don't you I should. not only hate this movie, I hate this concept. Yes. Uh we haven't even said the concept, have we? Go for well, it. Well, I guess it's you say the it's concept. in the title. You say it. Um So in in sci-fi, there's a term called uh the grandfather paradox, and it shows up in a lot of stories about time travel. Um where a guy goes into the past and accidentally um impregnates, like, say, kills his grandfather or impregnates his grandmother, thereby becoming his own grandfather and that sort of thing, and then becomes from whence did he come if he either A, um, started his lineage, or B, ended it prematurely. Uh, <clears throat> the Time Traveler's Wife is the grandfather paradox, but with a marriage. Like, why do these people love each other? It was just destined. Destined. White, because white people sure love their destiny, don't they? Yeah. It's, it's pretty uh, boring to me. A but... time. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so it starts, the movie starts with a car crash. A car crash which um, a little boy survives because he just zoops to another time period. Yes. And then goes back immediately. So yep. he's outside of the car when it crashes. Yeah. And then Eric Bana says, hello, I'm your future self. You're a time traveler. Um, okay, chill, bye. And then he goes back to his normal timeline. Um, God, talking about time travel movies is so exhausting. It, it's just convoluted. Like, yeah. like... Like my notes for these first couple scenes are with mom. Mom dies in a car. Henry is in car, but he time travels one week before out until like his home. And then when he time travels back, he's outside of the car. And then when he's then he watches his mother die, and then his older self shows up and is just like, "Hey, I'm a time traveler." It is Eric Bana. Now I, 
have been doing some research on Eric Bana because yeah. I have been very confused by his career trajectory. Um, and what I found out is that Eric Bana was a comedian. Like he did stand up and he did sketch comedy in Australia. And for some reason, <laughs> when he came to America, they did not care and cast him in some of the most bland roles possible. He's been in Black Hawk Down. Do you remember Black Hawk Down? I don't. I remember it being a movie that was advertised on television. He was in Hulk. He was He was the fourth best Hulk. He yeah, he was in um Ang Lee's The Hulk. Now, I haven't seen all of it, so I can't speak to its quality or anything. I just know that people think that it's depressing and it's whatever. Um uh, more convoluted than depressing and stylistically um brave, I guess would be the best word. Mm. He was in Troy, he was in Munich, he was in another romance with Drew Barrymore that I've never heard of called Lucky You. This is my first, like, I just clicked on it. I was just like, what? He played King Henry in The Other Bolin Girl, which is funny because he's, like, barely present in any of the advertising for that movie because I guess it just doesn't, he's not... He, People see the other Bolin Girl for Natalie Portman and Scarlett Johansson. They did not see it for him. Yeah, he just... And also, the Tudors was still on during that time, and I. It's, so he it, was competing with what's his Jonathan Reese Myers, who That's is who is like a, a skinnier man, but like oh, has way more of a screen presence than Eric Bana has. Um, True. My actually, my favorite Eric Bana performance was in an animated um, Australia. Was it Australia? Yeah, an animated stop motion Australian. Um, like sad comedy drama called Mary and Max about just like in just like a an overweight man who's like pen pals with like um, a chubby girl. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. I haven't. I've yet to see it. He's actually like good in it. Um, yeah, he he's in just like a lot of like shit that he just has no business being in. Like Lone Survivor, Deliver Us from Evil, The Finest Hours. It just doesn't make sense. And I think I, I need to see clips of him doing comedy because I'm wondering if his, his way of communicating a serious performance is to look as boring as possible. <laughs> wow. And this That's, is just like <laughs> we are being so mean to Eric Bana. No, I know this. He is, didn't write the script. No, I'm I, not being mean. No, this is <laughs> this is a serious concern that I have. Like I yeah. honestly feel like he thinks that this is how a serious performer acts, and he does it by like wiping all of the emotion and inflection out of his voice and his face. And I think that it's a miscalculation that he keeps doing and he keeps getting cast. So no one is correcting him. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is how I feel about it. Um, one could argue that's good for a film because that means it's easy to edit around the performance and do whatever you want with it. Yeah. I wonder if he's just chosen because he's just easy to work around. I wonder if he was just cast because Rachel McAdams, who is also in this movie, she is thought she is the titular wife is such a dynamic performer. I have never been bored by Rachel McAdams. Never. Ditto. She's always fun. She's always a great time. Like, it <laughs> yeah, I actually can't think of one bad performance from her. She's been in bad movies, but they've never been her, her fault. 
ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just don't know. And, and I also wonder if it's like sexism that's going on. That's at play here with, with Eric Bana and other also. actors like him um, with other like strong jawed actors where it's like, okay, so he's handsome and they're cast for being handsome and nothing mm-hmm. else is asked of them. And it's like directors don't challenge them to do anything other than being handsome. And it's just like, stick your jaw out boys. Yeah. Like, it's just like a, cause like, you know, with a woman, like it's kind of like, you know, of course women are cast to be pretty a lot of the time and are cast to not do much, but they also have to, I feel like women, like even in the most underwritten roles have to do so much like physical comedy, have to do so much, like have to like embarrass themselves, have to like get like covered in paint or like trip all the time. Like even in the blandest performances from women with the most underwritten characters, they're still doing a lot with their body. They're still performing you know whereas like if a man gets a similarly underwritten role as a woman he just becomes a cardboard cutout that's honestly the actor's fault i mean that have you heard the phrase no small parts only small actors yeah but i don't know I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that's, I mean, that's true. I mean, like, Anna Ferris is cast constantly in, like, really, like, underridden, like, flat roles, and she always brings something great to the performance, so maybe Eric Bana just doesn't have it, but I also just feel like he's just not in his wheelhouse. Like, how do you build What your... is Eric Bana's wheelhouse, though? What comedy, is his I'm a, Comedy, I'm assuming. I... We have never seen that, ever. He was on... Okay, like, okay. This is, <laughs> I have done my research on Eric, because I just like, this I white, was not expecting to talk this much about Eric Bana this, as an actor. This white man's performance, <laughs> this white, because, well, he's the reason why I hate this movie so much, because like, Oh, here's not the, the thing. scenario. No, the scenario is bad. The writing is bad. The cinematography is bad. It looks like I'm watching like a bad commercial that won't end. Like you're trying to like. <laughs> sell me i don't know like lexapro and but like but like the commercial won't stop and like and it just just, never gets to the side effects yeah it just never gets to the side effects yeah that's what it feels like so that's all the problem but here's the thing do you ever feel like you're time traveling you're not alone (laughs) but i think uh a dynamic performer even like ryan reynolds who i don't think is that great could have brought a lot to this performance i think like another performer could have at least made me think oh well this is shit but it's like fun shit but like eric banna who spent 66 episodes on a sketch on an australian sketch comedy show who had his own sketch comedy variety show called the eric banna show live Huh. He was doing sketch comedy and stand up for like a decade or more before even like doing American shit. And it and it like boggles the mind. <laughs> it boggles well, okay, the mind. Okay, why did Hollywood do Barrack Banna dirty? 
Why what did, am I saying? Why did he do? I mean, I'm sure that he's rich. Like, I'm sure that he's fine. Yeah. Um, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, you gotta be, you gotta be really out of your element for us to, because like the scene that we see after the whole car crash and meeting himself scene is that he's naked at a library. You gotta really be out of your element for me oh, to right. see so you a, naked it, in a library and feel nothing. <laughs> uh, okay. So context. Uh, there are Terminator rules for time travel. He just pops in and out of his clothes. So anytime he pops out of his timeline, he's naked somewhere else. And it's in every single time he's naked, I don't care. Like, it's just, I, I'm just not interested in his body. I'm not interested in his nudity. And you can tell, like, I know that it's like a factor of the plot, but you can also tell that, you know, <laughs> they want the ladies to care. They want the ladies to be like, oh, he's naked. And I just he don't see... He time travels, see... but it also gives him a six-pack. Yeah, I just don't see what's appealing about him. Does time traveling like give you a lot of cardio, a lot of fat burning? <laughs> Is that it? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, all he does is time travel. Like, he doesn't really do anything. Also, yeah, that's he... his only personality Also, trait. he drinks a lot, so that, that's, yeah. like, not good for, like, keeping in shape if you're not, like, also tempering that with working out yeah, this and is health a guy and vitamins. He... Okay, so this is a guy who desperately needs help, has not sought it out, and has just built his identity around, oh, well, I guess I'm a I, perpetual time traveler. I, I might that... as well drink to forget. Yeah. And then, oh, God, drinking to forget when you're dealing with multiple timelines. Shit. I guess, that. yeah, it just seems like he just, like, decided not to be a person. He's, like, at the diner, like, spiking his coffee, and it's just, like, the shit, and he's just, like, walking around just, like, in a daze. Like, he doesn't seem to have a job. He doesn't seem to have any friends. He doesn't seem to have, like, a life in general. He doesn't even, like, have a wacky time travel personality. Like, no. the, the sense that he jumps around timelines has no bearing on his view of the world. No, Yeah, nothing. Uh, he doesn't, like, develop a weird accent or a weird tics or, like, you know, Marty! I don't know. I, I I will not accept non-wacky time travelers. I agree. I agree. I, I think that... Wacky... Why would you time travel if you don't have fun with it? He... Okay, so... Okay, so he spent his entire life, like, jumping through different points in his own lifetime, like, yeah. in the 30 or 40 or so years that he's been alive. And he warned no one about 9-11. <sighs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, no. I mean, no, I get it. It's it's really I mean it, it's it's bad and anyway so he meets Rachel McAdams and it is the worst meet cute I've ever seen this bitch oh, ro right. this bitch rolls up on him uh. and I and I mean bitch as an endearing term um and it's just like Henry it's you you told me this was happen and you told me to act normal but I I can't act normal because it's you because I've been groomed to want to be with you right I have so been prepared I have been prepped to want you and only you i've been brainwashed so this woman walks up to a man and says you have been uh, my best friend since childhood i've known you since i was six so basically she sets up that he is going to meet her when she is a child and then he does um Again, remember, he's naked when he time travels so he first meets this six-year-old girl naked in a field um like behind a bush and he asks her to bring him clothes and then he like tells her about uh i guess parts of her life or some shit like that 
It's, it's just it's so gross. It's like it was like uh, you told me that when you were when you were old that when I was older that I would meet you again and blah 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 and like stuff like it never gets you're any my, better. You're my it's best friend. I've been in love with you my whole. How is this dude your best friend? He's never around. He's the most unreliable best friend in history. Fuck him. Um, okay, I know you don't watch Doctor Who, but Doctor Who has done this a lot. But um, when Doctor Who did it, they did it with a woman like in her 40s or like 50s or something like that. She was a fully grown woman. Like there's a character named River Song that the doctor meets on the day that she dies, essentially. And she tells him that they were close for many, many years, but he doesn't remember it. Yeah. Which could have been a way to do it, but they did not do that. I, it feels weird that he would even try to interact with her as a child. It's weird. Yeah, he just rolls up and he's like, I'm a time traveler. And he just like looks like a predator. Like that's something that a yeah. predator would say to a child. Like, oh, I'm magic. Like it's just, <laughs> it, it just, it, it's terrible. And you mentioned while you were watching it that it reminded you of uh, Jennifer Fox's film, The Tale. Oh God. A film that yeah. has, that scarred Kyle. It's one of my favorite films of the year, by the way. Definitely um, watch Jennifer Fox's The Tale. Definitely don't watch it with friends. Watch it alone. Yeah. Um, uh, not, not with friends, not with family, not with other living beings in the house. Yeah, probably, just... probably don't watch it with your partner. Um, <laughs> you brought filth into this house. Anyway, Jennifer Fox's The Tale. Great film. You can watch it. It's streaming on the HBO platforms. It's an HBO film. Yeah, it's... It's honestly a very brave act of filmmaking. I commend the filmmaker for doing it. It is not an easy watch. Yeah, but like, yeah, she just rolls up on this child, like very sexual, like, and it made me think of the tale too. And like, it also made me think of, um, like wife husbandry. Um, it made me think of, okay, so there's this thing I've mostly read about it in like, uh, like and like some mangas and some uh, a- and some anime where it's like an older man is with a younger girl and like he won't have sex with her but he'll just like very chastely either wait for her to get older uh, and then marry her or like uh, very chastely like date her and then wait until she's old enough to have sex. Uh, uh, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> It's, I mean, I've read stories where it happens and it's supposed to be romantic. Um, um, it's supposed to be. Okay, I thought I was going to be the one bringing the weird stuff to this episode. I, I, read, like, I, I looked up the grandfather paradox. There are stories where like, I mean, it's, it's, there are stories from like the 60s and 70s about, um, you know, people who time traveled and then become their own parents and their own wife and their own mentor and best friend. And eventually all the characters, all the major characters in the story become them. Like, a, there's a Robert Heinlein novella called, um, I want to say, By His Bootstraps, about a guy who um, meets himself at different points in his life and makes himself king of the future, and something like that. And there's also a novel called The Man Who Folded Himself, um, similar themes, but this movie doesn't... Eric Bana has no drive other than his connection to Rachel McAdams as far as I can tell or if we, if there is we don't see it 
there's an entire side of him outside of his relationship with Rachel McAdams that hasn't been commented on, right? There's got to be. Mm. You don't know. <laughs> mm. I'm just saying, um, there are other time travel stories where this could work, where this kind of emotional relationship could work. I'm thinking of um, Back to the Future, which is about a man meeting his own parents, and it's ultimately about his... Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he meets his own parents. He also meets his hot mom. Yeah, and, like, that's played for laughs, and I know. But still, like, the emotional <laughs> core there is um, bonding with his parents who have otherwise failed him and meeting his dad when he was his yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, there is an emotional core there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely. Uh, but this is a guy meeting his future wife. Yeah, so, and he's and just then, like, he and he just, and everything that he says to her is weird. He's just like, um, bring me some of your dad's clothes next time. Oh God. Um, and so like, of course she, but she's so she's been so groomed for him that like she immediately wants to like settle down with him, and then she has um. A skeptical friend, Ron Livingston, and Ron Livingston's partner, who barely gets any lines, um, right. which kind of sucks because she's like the only non-white person that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, and Ron Livingston is like uh, very anxious and just like, "What's going on? Who is he? Like, what's up?" And it's just, and he just wants to, he he has all of the valid questions. And then there's a scene where Ron Livingston sees Eric Bana dressed in what looks like like in like a pink tank top and like short shirts beating a guy up for being homophobic. And it's like, so I guess what happened is, is that he, Eric Bana time traveled. Those were the clothes that he could find. He put them on and then somebody called him a slur and then he beat them up. But that's, you know, having to explain that. Yeah. (laughs) To Ron Livingston, who is just, (laughs) who just sees this man beating up another guy in an alleyway. Yeah, yeah, and so it's just wild, and then he tells he tells Ron Livingston what's going on, Ron Livingston doesn't believe him, and then he disappears, and then of course Ron Livingston believes him, and then Ron Livingston is just like, goes to Rachel McAdams, is like, hey, don't marry this guy, this time traveling thing, it doesn't seem, it doesn't healthy. seem healthy, it doesn't <laughs> seem like he's okay, it doesn't seem like this will be okay, Okay, so in every story about a kid who suddenly finds that he has superpowers, usually his immediate reaction is to find some uh, figure, a scientist or someone who can help him figure out how to how his powers work, how how they use. I'm just thinking of like you know, looking at it from a genre standpoint. But he never does that. There's just no in. He's not curious at all as to why. He, he does what he does until his, until it interferes with his marriage. Yeah, it's it's very yeah. This is something that made me really angry about it because he had basically spent his entire life just like randomly traveling through time and randomly ending up naked and just like aimlessly wandering around and he's never had any curiosity about controlling it, taking care of himself, taking care of other people, figuring out how to be good to himself, figuring out how to control himself. He's he just, just had no curiosity. He just let's it happen like he find like it's mentioned in the movie that he whenever he drinks he travels but he just like recklessly drinks and just like allows himself to just fucking travel it's just he's just a dick poor mutant 
Like it's just he's just really a dick. Like yeah, yeah. I need to tell that to a therapist. I'm sorry, I might time travel in the middle of this session. Hmm. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. Also, the Doctor in Doctor Who is also pretty much a dick because he's going wherever. And oh, another thing that Doctor Who, another Doctor Who story that this reminded me of. Um, there's a character named Amy Pond, mm-hmm. um, who the Doctor meets <clears throat> when she's a little girl. And he's he's cute. He's like fatherly, and he's um, just says that he has to go for a while, and then he hops back in his time machine and goes. And then because he's bad at controlling this time machine, and in this writer's mind, he pops back into her life twenty years later, and she's just mad at him because she waited for him for so long, and she just felt like an insane person for having been like fascinated by him. Mm. And then it's also like, there's also this kind of like emotional three-way between him, her, and the guy that she's marrying. Yeah, uh, I think way, I've it, seen gifs about this. Yeah, uh, people in the comments are going to be like Doctor Who explaining all of this, but th- these are... This is very, this is a little <laughs> bit deeper into um, nerddom than, than I have traveled. So I, I for, forgive me, listeners, I just, I'm just not familiar. Like, I'm aware of that actress because she was all over my Twitter. She was all over my Tumblr feed for the entire time that I was on Tumblr. And I have loved her in other things. Like I love her in Oculus. I love her in the guardians movies. I think she's great. Um, you know, I just, Dr. Who is so, so dense. Yeah. It's, it's tough to have. Okay. Can we talk about like, how do I phrase this? Please cut this part out where I'm just mumbling and talking about... No, like you're not. You're fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> just the concept of doing a time travel romance movie seems odd in and of itself because, I mean, the arc of a romance movie, correct me if I'm wrong, is about the growth of a relationship, right? Right, yes. And that growth happens, say, over time. It's it's something that is built between two people through shared experiences, no? Yeah. <sighs> And you're building this relationship out of someone who is experiencing all of these relationship moments out of order. So it's not just age is nothing but a number. It's also time is nothing but a flat circle. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many times where you said that time is a flat circle during while we were watching this. Yeah, but also, I mean, for Rachel McAdams, she's meeting him at different points in his life when he is a different person. I mean, he... You could argue that he matures as he goes along. I mean, he does eventually find a scientist to, um, uh, Stephen Toblowski, um, who's good as he is in everything. Yeah. Um, and so, like, eventually he works on himself, and so you get this undertone of, oh, I'm just going to stay with him until he figures himself out. <sighs> Leave him! <laughs> Leave him. <laughs> like that's that is honestly. I just I wanted but her. But how to leave. can you when he's in all points of your life? He has taken over this woman's life. I hate him. He's a manipulative piece of shit. Like I keep on looking at my notes. Like let's go through the plot points. Let's go through all. But it's like it's plot points of all of the ways that he's a piece of shit. Like this is what all that's every beat in this movie is him being a piece of shit because she never does anything wrong. Ever. She just waits patiently 
for him to get his shit together. Like, all throughout this. And Ron Lip... Again, for Eric Bana. For Eric Bana, this this cardboard cutout. This stand-in for a better actor. This wonder bread. This time traveling wonder bread. This Australian special wonder bread. You do know you, what? Okay, At least you know, if he like had his accent. You know what? <laughs> I. You, <sighs> you know the BBC. You know the BBC for all. Uh, given credit, they do go through a lot of rigmarole casting an interesting person to play the Doctor, no matter who. Who? Um, but I don't know that there's. Is there a version of this movie that could work if the lead was more charming? Or, but can the premise, the, is the premise too screwed up for it ever to work? I mean, I'm leaning towards the latter. I don't know. I can't believe that she marries him. I hate this so much. And then the, <laughs> with the thing, and, the, uh, and then you find out that she's rich. When I found out that she was rich, I got <laughs> even angrier. I was just like, you have so many options. There's so many things that you could do. There are so many, you could, I, I don't know, like, I mean, eat the rich, of course, but like, <laughs> you could also like get richer. Like, <laughs> if you wanted to, like, go be somebody, like this guy. Actually, why even marry the time traveler? Why? Your money. I mean, this this of course isn't an issue because because he. I I mean, this isn't like an issue because he he dies in the end. Spoiler alert for this shitty movie. He dies. (sighs) Yeah, he dies because he time travels in the into the path of a bullet. He time travels into the path of her father's bullet because her father loves the hunt. He's one of those rich men that love the hunt. It's actually really weird that they're in Chicago. I'm pretty sure is where (laughs) they are, and not like in I don't know New England like. Alabama or oh. something like okay, it's so weird. She lives in like her, her her parents live in like a manor. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and then she's just like living, and then the way that she lives, like with Eric Bana, she lives in like places that don't even look nice. Like she looks like they look like they just look like normal places, like very normy kind of existence. I don't know. This is a very normal weird movie yeah. it's such a fucked up premise but it's so just visually and then thematically like, it's, it's so, so boring like Arliss Howard is here for no reason as his dad and he also has a drinking problem and whatever and then there's the dead mom and he goes he time travels and visits his mom and talks about Rachel McAdams with his mom but his mom doesn't know that it's him because his mom died when she was he was a kid so never saw him grow up and then there's oh my god they they get married and then he like time travels on their wedding night because he's a piece of shit well like yeah and like (laughs) and then like it's just I can't control it you see he also like proposes to her by like slipping the ring on her while she's asleep which which I would fucking I would you don't need to be a time traveler to do that. I, I mean, just, I hate it. Um, and it's just like... Uh, this ring is from the future! Oh my god. And also... <laughs> okay, if I took a Nicholas Sparks movie, put it into Premiere Pro, and recut it while drunk, could I make this movie? <laughs> Maybe, probably. <laughs> and then, like, uh, he... he she, um, Rachel McAdams gets pregnant. He, of course, doesn't oh, want to. Oh, he, yes, of course, this doesn't want to have any kids with her because he's a piece of shit who has never gotten his life together ever in his life. Well, how can um, he possibly get his life together? He 
has no sense of permanence or time or space. It's so or- annoying. She so she gets so she gets pregnant and then okay, so I'm sitting here in this <laughs> movie and I'm already upset. I'm already mad. And then um <laughs> Rachel McAdams miscarries, but the way that she does it makes it feel like there was something in there and then it's automatically gone. Cause usually when you miscarry, it's like you're bleeding, which means it like, it's like passing and you're probably going to have to get it taken out. Yeah. But like, it seemed like something was removed and I, I was just sitting there just like, if that fetus time traveled I, out of her womb, I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> this is going to <laughs> kill me and everyone. And then there's just this, like a fetus out there somewhere, ah! just blips in and out of ah! existence. Ah! Like the most inept Terminator. <laughs> I just, it, it's, it's, it's so terrible. And only then, only then does he fi- fi- figure out like, okay, I need to start getting my shit together. And then goes to Stephen Tobolowsky to figure out like what's going on. If there's an antidote, if there's a way to control the time traveling, it's like this dude is like fucking 40. And like, he is just now doing this. What a piece of shit. Like it, it's, That's it's something it's, you should figure out in adolescence. It's man. so great that like, well, it's like uh, at this point, like finally she, Rachel McAdams is starting this to guy, be like, I'm yeah. with, I'm with an ain't shit dude. And I'm just, like yeah girl you he he been ain't shit like you just didn't know that he was you didn't know that he was an ain't shit dude because you were a child but now that you're an adult and you're interacting with him as an adult you realize that there's like nothing here for you but she just like sticks on just like stays on and shit and then like he gets a vasectomy because he's just worried about like what his kid is gonna do and Mm. then she just ends up fucking a younger version of him that doesn't have a vasectomy and then gets pregnant again and then she tells him well it's not like I'm cheating (laughs) and then so so this like unreliable ability to articulate okay so this unreliable tesseract of a human being oh my god Uh, I'm just so angry. Who thought this was romantic? That's the thing. That's that's the other thing. I can't imagine anyone finding this to be romantic. And I almost feel like it was like men got together and was just like romance is easy. We we can do it. We can make all the ladies like really get wet over this terrible fucking human being who's like not even that interesting to look at. Like Jai Courtney is more interesting to look at. And I still can't tell him the the difference between him and that guy from Avatar. But either who's one Who's Jai Courtney? I don't know. I think he was in Terminator Genesis. Uh who's um who was the guy in Avatar? I don't know. Uh, who played Batman? There, uh, who played the Hulk? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who any of these white men are. Why can't they go away? Um, to another timeline and then pop yes. immediately back. Um, and then, yeah, and also last week I said that we weren't going to be doing another white movie. And then we just ended up doing another white movie. I really mean it this <laughs> no, time. No, it's, it's my fault. I really mean it this time. Next week, it will not be... Caucasian, or at least it won't be straight. It'll be something different because, like, the whiteness in this was just blinding. Like, I couldn't see after this. Like, I needed a nap. Um, so they have a kid, and the kid, 
is a time traveler. And so we've, so then. So it's genetic. So yes. And so we have, so we have two time travelers in oh, the movie. Okay. 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 So uh, <laughs> if I recall correctly, Stephen Toblowski, um, when he, when Eric Bana finally gets together and talks to an expert, uh, Stephen Toblowski is forced to say some line about a time gene or a clock gene. Uh, I don't know if that's actually a thing, if there's actually something in the gene that like controls aging, but uh, <laughs> I mean, just, just, okay. From you hate it as a romance. I hate it as a piece of science fiction and as a piece of romance. So, um, <laughs> the time travel isn't well explained. What? Okay, actually. <laughs> okay, okay. What if the time traveler's wife turned out to be Eric Bana from like a parallel universe? Like, what if he just dated himself and didn't realize it until the very, very end? I would love that. That would be so interesting. Actually, I think that's the plot of the Heinlein novella that I uh, that I mentioned earlier. Anyway, this guy is ab- <laughs> this guy is abusive, and <clears throat> I'm not going to recap more of this movie. I'm putting my foot down because this movie is stupid, and you shouldn't watch it. And everything that he does is stupid, including him going back in time and like forcing a kiss on the teenage version of his wife. Okay, is there a non-abusive time traveler in fiction? I'm right? trying to think. I just need I need to know. And also, as you mentioned, once the time traveling daughter shows up, I'm way more interested in her cuz you know what she does to time travel? She time travels to her younger self, puts her arm around her younger self and like comforts her. Like what a nice girl. You and know, she we- didn't wait until she was 30 to do this. Yes, I didn't like wait like <sighs> because she actually tried this to control is, her power. This kid is better than him. This is an origin story for a much better character. Yes, where is her movie? I want to see her fight crime and yes. you know remove Trump from office. Right, with, you know warn people. This girl, <laughs> I was way more interested. Poor Rachel McAdams. She's always playing like rich people, and that just leaves her in a lot of like weird. Like this remind this annoyed me almost as much as like her being with Bradley Cooper and Wedding Crashers. <laughs> Another movie. About made by rich white people for rich white people. I just, yeah. I'm so, I, I can't say, I mean, she was in disobedience this year and she's really good in it. So I don't need to want better for, she was in disobedience this year and she was in game night and she was hilarious in game night and she was great in disobedience, sexy, wonderful, versatile. I love Rachel. This is a Rachel Mc, I am a Rachel McAdams Stan account. I am a sentient Rachel McAdams <laughs> Stan account. I love her. Um, Honestly, just, Watch the notebook. You know what? It jumps through time. Watch the notebook, but it out makes of order. but it makes sense. Oh, oh god, it does jump out through time, doesn't it? But it makes but it makes actual sense. Yes, like actual factual sense. And the two leads had chemistry because, and they actually ended up dating because they had chemistry. And even yep. though Ryan Gosling plays a kind of like he's kind of a dick, Noah's kind of a dick. He's a he sells it. Because he's a charismatic performer. Uh, and I just feel like... But also, the, there is an, the implication that he gets better as he matures. He does. Which, again, how the fuck can this character do that? I love that you're defending the notebook now. I'm so glad that <laughs> I got that. I got you to do that. Okay, just using the notebook as the baseline for a romance. For a <laughs> Whatever. For an you American did it. You said, you said something nice about the notebook. All right. It's, it's, on, it's okay. on tape. All right. 
People heard it. It is not on tape. It is on MP3. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. um. Yeah. Okay. So time travel and emotional growth—they do not mix. <sighs> they should. I mean, you would think that being able to like jump through time would make you learn things and like become a better person, but uh, it doesn't really seem to happen a lot in these stories. Well, time travel as a device, um, especially like paradox stuff, like time traveling within your own lifetime and dealing with friends over and over again, those kind of stories are always about the inability to get past um, some incident, the inability to heal. Just by always revisiting and revisiting that moment, they can never heal. Um, I'm thinking of uh, Slaughterhouse-Five, about a guy who also involuntarily jumps throughout own point, points in his own life mm. uh, mentally. But that's a story about trauma. It's about trauma that he suffered in the war and also um, and also his fantasy about being abducted by aliens in a much more awesome POW fantasy, um, just retelling his own story. And again, there's no healing. It's Time travel's about... Time travel stories like this are about wounds that don't heal because how can you heal if you don't feel time how do you grow if you don't age did i make it weird no (laughs) (laughs) okay that's a great question i really don't know um that's something to meditate on um, another thing to meditate on. Not spending your money on this movie. Yeah, um, do not pay money to see this. Do not do not rent it. Do not watch it. Do not <laughs> I'm still thinking about the time traveling fetus. The time traveling fetus. You know, I thought Doctor Womb. I thought the I thought the the pregnancy story that was gonna annoy me the most in my entire lifetime, like you really thought it would carry my through my entire lifetime, was the idea of Bella actually getting pregnant by Edward. I really thought that that <laughs> was gonna because I I was so mad that I ran through my house just yelling, "Dead sperm cannot create children." Um, (laughs) I really thought, I really thought, but this really, this, this dethrones it. This really does dethrone. It does dethrone Breaking Dawn and uh, it really does. Um, uh, honestly, I'm shocked to hear a bet worse love story than Twilight joke in this year. I honestly, you know what? Breaking Dawn, part one and two, better movies. Um, actually, I gotta agree. Yeah, more interesting characters. Um, it's more fun to watch. Yep. There's there's like camp value. There's a yeah. lot of camp value. Yeah. There's there's just no. It's not fun. Yeah. There's no the fun. The time traveler's wife is not fun at all. Fuck this. It was it was dreary as hell. Yeah. Um, men should maybe. Here's an idea for man. Um, look at classic Hollywood rom-coms and romantic dramas. Please. You know, just watch like one a week. Please. 
get your shit together because so many of those were made by dudes. So I don't understand what happened between the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and 60s, and now that has made y'all so humorless and like shit. Um, I think the 70s happened. Oh. No, really. The, like, the new Hollywood movie bright generation probably happened and killed it and uh, all that stuff. Well, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of which, somebody asked me... Uh, uh, to do Pretty Woman on this podcast. And oh, yeah. I, and I want to explain. Pretty Woman has a lot of, like, issues with it. Pretty Woman is a better romance than most of the shit out here. And for that reason, I'm we're probably not going to do it on this show. I think that Rondon would agree with me. Like, I can ask her on the next episode. But, yeah, like, I feel... Like, maybe a lot of people need to take a look at romance history and look at where we're coming from and what we're comparing it to because my appreciation for romance comes from older films as, like, just as much or even more Mm. so than the recent films. And I think it would do everyone a lot of good to do their homework, including people that are making these movies. (laughs) You You know why I think this movie got made? It's a good pitch. It's an interesting pitch. Yeah. Uh, a woman falls in love with someone who is unstuck in time, who um, who travels through time. That's actually an interesting setup. Right. But uh, you know, I you know what would be interesting if if a if a if a story like this wasn't afraid of having some of it take place when the woman is old. Yeah, like we never see Rachel McAdams like in her in her golden years in her Yeah. Yeah. Um actually that would be Benjamin Button, wouldn't it? When they have like two ages crossing each other. Oh yeah, Benjamin Button is Benjamin Button is like good. I mean there's still a causality to it. Right. But yeah. still, still um Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no interest in Rachel McAdams as a person. Like, name one personality trait that she has other than rich. She arts. She she does art. Yeah, I think. What what does she do with art again? I don't know. Right. Oh my god, does I don't know. <laughs> does Eric Bana have any any personality trait other than time traveler? No. Yeah. Yeah. Just write better. That is that is the theme of this episode. Write better, adapt better, men think more, watch more movies. Um yep, 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 yep. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's me. I'm Kyle from the future. I'm warning you not to review this movie. <laughs> the world will end if you talk about this movie with your boyfriend. <laughs> what how did you get here? Just, don't ask questions, just <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> there were two of you for a second. That yeah. was really fascinating. Wow, I, I lost a lot of weight. Wow. Woo. Or I've gained a lot of weight on me, and that was me younger. I couldn't really tell. You just here and gone so fast. That was quite a moment. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah like... <laughs> There are better time travel stories. There are. So. It's your kid, Eric Bana. Something's got to be done about your kid. 
So this is Kyle Calgren. He has a YouTube channel. Oh, I'm fading. He has a YouTube channel. Um, you can find it Kyle Calgren BHH. His show is called Browse Hell Tie. He makes good videos, and sometimes he vlogs with me, and sometimes I appear in his main videos. And he is good. And you can also follow him on Twitter at Kyle Calgren. This has been the Bad Romance Podcast. You can. <gasps> I'm back. <laughs> I just came back from the, from the future. I have to warn you about the things that are going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, because I have a power and I must use it responsibly mm -hmm. and not use it to, you know, <laughs> man emotionally manipulate people that I love. Because, <laughs> holy fuck, I can time travel. <laughs> I wasted on... <laughs> Doesn't this make you want to subscribe to his YouTube channel, these antics? Oh, God. <laughs> you can follow Bad Romance at @bradromancepod on Twitter, but instead of, instead of an O, it's a zero. You can follow me on Twitter at J-O-U-R-D-A-Y-E-N. And you can follow me on Twitter at K-Y-L-E-K-A-L-L-G-R-E-N. I already said that while you were gone, while you, you were did? traveling. Um, oh, God, what did I miss? <laughs> Is this the same timeline? Quick. How long is my hair? <laughs> what year is it? We love you. Stay hydrated. If you have a time-traveling disease, please talk to a scientist. <laughs> please. It's just, it's basic self-care. It's, <laughs> it, your love, there are people who love you and, you know, care about you. And they, they're really sad to see you go in and out of other timelines. <laughs> Be responsible. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Bye. I'm fading. Let's go this truck.